Who will survive? This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 634. This is our WrestleMania episode. And I am Dave the Rave. And I am here with Brandon. And also going to be joined by Chris a little bit later on. But make sure that you check out MarkAndOut.com. Listen to our podcast over on Spotify or wherever else you may be listening to podcasts. Just not Apple Podcasts. But also go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkAndOut. Give us a follow on Twitter at MarkAndOut. On Instagram at MarkAndOut11. On Twitch, on TikTok, and also over on Facebook. Give us a like. But that being said, you can follow us individually at David PT DPT at BTTG161 at Chris Sweendog or CM Sweeney85. But that being said, I'm here with Brandon and Brandon. How art thou? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Do I have to specify? That Sween Dog Twitter, eighty five is the Instagram with Chris. You'll find him. You'll find him. How was your week? It was unbelievable. It was incredible because it is WrestleMania week, and I think that this is one of the most exciting weeks of the year. How about you? It was good. Yeah. What did you do? I made some wings in the air fryer. Ah, and how did that come out? Not what I wanted them to be, but they were still good. They were somewhat crispy, but I think next time I need to not have the skin on them. Oh. I also made roasted potatoes and onions that came out way too peppery somehow. Did you add a lot of pepper to them? I would love to say no, but the taste is (laughs) quite contrary to that, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, all right. Lesson learned. I mean, the best way to become a great chef as you already Cook, are. I'm not a chef. I'll never be a chef. Hey, set those goals, brother. I don't set No, no I'm not going to be a chef. You you can boy look at <laughs> boy or D, you know. He's done great. You could do that. You could definitely do that. Yeah, let me get my uh, canned food coming. Coming soon. <laughs> but hey, the best way to test out your food is to make mistakes out it there. It wasn't you know? bad though. I don't want to call it a mistake because it was still good. Well, I mean, if you over peppered it. Yeah, but it was still good. Okay. Okay. I also watched both Taylor Swift The Eras Tour concerts from Las Vegas on TikTok, like I did the other dates. So it seems like 
it might be a thing for me with Fridays on the West Coast shows and like everything else. Maybe I'll like maybe I'll do it because SmackDown is difficult. That sounds uh, very devoted. Because on Friday nights on the West Coast, it comes on at eleven. So mm-hmm. if it was in a different market, it would be either nine o'clock or ten o'clock that she's on stage. Mm-hmm. So that would be difficult for for me to watch during SmackDown, which uh, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. But maybe on the weekends. But this weekend is Hall of Fame weekend. It's WrestleMania, so it's going to be difficult to watch with the uh, with with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Also, the the whole set list is, with the exception of those two songs that the surprise songs, the whole set list is like exactly the same. Which I'd be completely fine going to every single show and and seeing this set. I don't think I would get tired of that, mm-hmm. but I also need to make a, con- uh, a, a a correction from last week. I had said oh. that the song that she plays before starting the show is "You Don't Own Me" by Leslie Gore. She uses the Dusty Springfield version. I'm not familiar with it. I don't think. Well, it's just Dusty Springfield singing that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. I see a lot of videos on TikToks that that say that. Um, this tour is either their first time seeing Taylor Swift or their first concert in general. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's like, I'm happy that they get to experience that, but I'm very much so upset. Not, I'm not upset, but I'll be forever and always jealous okay. from the four year old kid to Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Shania Twain, JJ Watt, anybody. Shania Twain? What do you mean? Yeah, Shania Twain went to see the Eras tour. A bunch of celebrities. Emma Stone has been there. Well, look who's getting preferential treatment. No, I don't think she did. Emma Stone, yes. She was in the the VIP era. era, area. (laughs) Shania Twain, I think, was just legitimately in the crowd. I saw J-Lo. I think Jennifer Lopez was at one of them. See, it's I not. Kind of, it's just not fair. <laughs> I kind of think so. Maybe not. Maybe not. I know one of my students went to it. One it's of my students fair. got. Was it their somehow. first time seeing Taylor Swift? Yeah, See? it was her. It, it was her first time it, seeing Taylor Swift. It was one of the. I think it was one of the Cal- California shows. Um, or it it was possible. on the. I think it was Pacific Coast. Actually, no, it's not possible because that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened. It was last. It was. Weekend. It was either. Arizona, Swift City, Arizona, or Las Vegas so far? May have, may have been uh, Vegas then, because I don't think Swift City was the first yeah. show, right? Yeah, so it was probably probably saw it in Vegas then. Um, this weekend, though, is in um, California. No, it's you at uh, it's in, it's at Texas, AT&T Stadium. Hmm. Out in Arlington. Arlington, Texas. Well, if you have not seen Taylor Swift, try to uh, buy a ticket off of somebody at a very reasonable price, which means not Ticketmaster. Yeah, right? No, Ticketmaster you can't even get. There's not even resell tickets there, I don't think. What a joke Ticketmaster is. Yeah. You know, it was only a matter of time until ticket, till all this scrutiny uh, took place about Ticketmaster. I mean, look at how long... Like everything is going through Ticketmaster, and the prices, the surcharges, the fees are inc- insane. Yeah, but it's it's been happening for years, so 
Oh yeah. It's yeah, I don't think I, I really at this point I don't think it's going to change because Taylor Swift has like I, everything went on with her and then immediately the next big on sale was like oh well what the hell same thing it's just more organized now. really yeah everything they're not it's not not going to change no it has to be a some sort of a reason whether it's a, it's a loss or something I don't know. Even like when when Blink One Eighty Two tickets went on sale before Taylor Swift's, that was months ago, and people got mm-hmm. screwed out of getting those tickets. And then the those seats ended up being like ridiculously priced. That's crazy. I think I I must have paid like I don't know I want to say maybe eighty bucks, maybe fifty bucks to see Blink One Eighty Two. When are you seeing them? When did I see them? You mean? Oh, you saw them already? 2008. Oh, I thought like it was this recent tour. No. No. Because that I would definitely want to see. Yeah, I would I, 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 I mean, would definitely go to see Blink-182 again. Yeah, I would definitely see them. I want to see the offspring come around. They're, They're going to be coming around with uh, some 41 I want to go to. And Simple Plan. And Simple Plan. Yeah. If you want to go, I'll go. I just don't know if I'm going to be in Florida for that date. Uh, true, true. Um, that seems like a good show to go to. Yeah, for sure. I did go to uh, Ant Man versus Wasp. How was that? It was good. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I ended up telling you. I don't know. You if did, I did tell but... me that you saw it. Yeah, and yeah. You paid so full to... price. Ridiculous. That many yeah. weeks after a movie comes out, it's just ridiculous that movie theaters charge that much money still. And it was. It wasn't a night show, and I mean, it, it was thirteen dollars, which I'm totally fine with. But because. If I mean, there's other theaters that are charging eighteen dollars and more. Yeah, you used to go to a theater and so, be like, "Oh, if you get there before like twelve o'clock or whatever, the the movie's costing you like seven bucks or something." They don't do that anymore, and now um, AMC has the nerve to charge for for where you sit. So I so they had me select my seating, but. I didn't have a ex- additional fee for selecting that seat. Maybe but, you didn't sit in a. Uh... No, I I sat right in the like. It's weird, like the sit the. I mean, I chose right in the middle. It was a row E, right in the middle. Maybe they don't and do it for older some movies. Because I know Chris, I spoke to Chris about it. He had that happen. Yeah, they didn't do it for mine. I mean, maybe because I saw it when it was like not a peak time, like it was during the day. Um, it was like a three o'clock showing on a Sunday. Right. But even even still, the fact that we have to select what seat we want to sit in now for a movie that I don't mind though, because it's like you get in the theater and it's like, oh, now I got to look to see where I sit. I don't know. I I like the fact that I get to choose i I get to walk in and figure out where i want to sit on the spot i, I think like it's that. helpful when it's a crowded theater <sighs> when and it's when that... it's really empty i don't think it's like that necessary. helpful yeah but when I in a crowded s- theater i think it's very necessary but who's going to enforce these i mean it's not like during the movie somebody's going to kick somebody out like at a concert they i mean if you're not in the seat you paid for you 100% can be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also not a fan of the reclined seating. What? <laughs> Put me on record for that. 
I I don't what? know. <laughs> I, I, I like the older seats. I don't want to recline and go to sleep in the movie theater. Okay, you know, you don't have to recline in those seats. You could just Yeah, sit. I didn't. I didn't recline. I didn't but, recline. <laughs> these but the recliner seats are so much more comfortable than those little floppy seats. Well, hear me out. Some of those seats, my feet don't touch the ground. Mm, let's say, uh, honey, I shrunk but, the audience. <laughs> So sometimes my feet are just dangling there, and it's a bit annoying. <laughs> it's like you're sitting on a high chair, and you're just dangling those feet away. You need a step stool. It's ridiculous. Uh, yes, well, I... how, what is your height? You can't be that like far <laughs> off. Maybe you need a back pillow. <laughs> no, no. If but... you bring a back pillow, you'll be closer to the edge, and you'll have your feet on the ground. That's true. That's true. I was wondering, on a on a on a serious note. Uh, if I could be serious for a moment, uh, <laughs> why? Like, there has to be something with closed captioning at some point. Like, if you were deaf and going to a movie, how are you going to watch the movie? They have devices for that. Do they? How does that work? I, I mean, I know for Broadway shows they have things. You, I, I don't know. If, I assume it's for every theater. I'm not 100% uh-huh. sure though, but you can go to one of the stands. They have assisted listening devices that you put in your ears mm-hmm. that would either describe the characters and everything that's going on or it would enhance the the microphones of the actors on stage. And uh-huh. then they have actual little closed captioning like tablets that you could... I guess read, huh? During it, if you need it, that's pretty cool. Good. Well, I would never, I would that. never be able to do something like that where I had to like actually read during a. I know a it's a it's a lot of multitasking to accomplish that. You know, but I don't know if if I don't I don't know if movie theaters have that, but I would assume maybe they would have some sort of listening devices because if you look on websites, I believe they have like the closed captioning available. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. But no matter what, pricing is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, AMC. What about it? But yeah, so that was our weeks. And uh, yeah, how about we get on to some pro wrestling talk and talk about some uh, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. That was a good one. I felt like Scar. Wow. Wow. I feel like the claw like going right into my hand and you just like looking down at me being like, goodbye, you're done. And just like I'm falling into the depths right now. But pretty intense. Monday Night Raw kicked off with an episode of Miz TV featuring Team Bestie and Becky Lynch, the women's tag team champions. Uh, and then Damage Control interrupted. I thought it was a decent segment. I thought Bailey, she's just fantastic on the microphone. Yeah. And it led into the first match where we saw Becky Lynch pick up the victory over EO Sky. Um, I wish not to say this match sucked or anything. I, I thought it was a, a good match. I just wish that we would have seen something like this in NXT because I feel like we would have seen hmm. so much more. Um, I, I could understand that. I, I was like going to say uh, why, but I get I get that. Yeah, because normally we see, like, I just think we, we got a lot in this match. I like that springboard dropkick from EO when yeah, Becky that was, was really on the, cool the top rope. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was a good match. I just think we could have gotten more. So I'm pumped to see WrestleMania. Hopefully we get more out of that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that it's going to be incredible. But next up, you had Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Um, Seth Rollins, I'm a big fan of this match. The segment that set it up I thought was really good too. Yeah. And I like Mustafa Ali's new gimmick. But no, I think I, th- I think we all saw the outcome of this happening. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious that with the outcome that was going to take place. I like the the stomp that he hit in the corner. Yeah, that was a really but cool one. Seth, I must have said Seth Rogen. Seth Rollins <laughs> spoke about Logan Paul afterwards, and he said that if he can't beat Logan Paul, then it's him who's the actual joke. So. I don't know if, to me, that kind of sounds like Seth had doubts. I don't know if that's what they were trying to portray. I don't know if anybody else thought that. Hmm. That's interesting that you say that. I mean, it could be bringing up some doubts um, taking place. I mean, I do. I guess we'll get to predictions, but I feel like this is going to be setting up him versus Cody Rhodes somehow. I would hope uh, not. I feel like we still need a closure with it. I don't think so. I I think yeah. we got that with the torn peck and all. Hmm. But true, uh, true. Logan Paul, apparently his contract's up after WrestleMania 39, and I hope he resigns. I'm going to say I don't think it is. You don't think it is? I think he announced it. I know he announced it, but I don't think he his contract is actually coming up. Like, I mean, of course, I don't know what I mean, his it could be coming up, and he could just oh, yeah, resign, it, though. Exactly. I think it's one of those things to pl- that, that he may be playing up, so this way there is a doubt in there that maybe he loses the match because why would you have somebody that's about to that, leave that WWE win? all the time. What do you mean? I don't know. I think that I, I question it. I question it. Also, SummerSlam, perhaps maybe we see Jake and Logan Paul facing off for the Tag Team Championships, or... Huh. I I can't see Jake Paul in WWE at the current time. Well, after that, we had a weigh-in segment with Brock Lesnar and Omos, where, to me, I feel like these segments are always pointless because there's no weight classes like that. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense, but Omos weighed in, and then Brock Lesnar came out and attacked Omos. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Brock Lesnar run like that in a long time, too. But both of them handling the scale with ease. Yeah, yeah. Like I they were Crash that. Holly. That was insane. Yeah, Brandon could do that. I can't. I don't, I mean, I've never tried to lift one of those scales, but I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can. I mean, I don't know if I can. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar running the ropes like that, I mean, that was a pretty intense exchange between the both of them. I mean, even, I mean, you had Brock Lesnar have that stumble moment, but I thought that there was a fire segment. I thought it was awesome to set up for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, After that, we saw Rhea Ripley interviewed, which was a response to Charlotte's super, super weird promo from SmackDown. Yeah. Where uh, Rhea Ripley basically just said that Charlotte's legacy won't determine Rhea Ripley's destiny. 
I don't know. Charlotte's still so overrated for me. But that promo was so weird. Like, I can't even get over that. Like, she was, she's supposed to be the face, but midway but through, she just sh- turned heel or whatever. Yeah, it was definitely shades of a heel in that. Because the fa- like, she just couldn't get, I don't think she can get control of the crowd just not caring about this. And I truly, they have not announced this as the main event, but I really, this should not be the main event. I agree with you. I don't think it should be main event. Um, if it is the main event, who won the last time? It was Charlotte, right? Between the yeah. two of them, yeah. Charlotte. I think that uh, Rhea Ripley is going to come up as the winner on this one, I do and too. I think that I think that it's very important that Ripley does pick up the victory because it's going to skew her uh, Charlotte Flair to turn heel again, which she obviously pretty much did on SmackDown already. And the fans, Rhea Ripley is over with the fans. And that's what's going to be weird, though, because she's going to be champion on SmackDown. Her and her whole group are on Monday Night Raw. I mean, but we've seen them go back and forth before. Only because of this. Yeah. No, we've seen Judgment Day appear on SmackDown before. I think because of this. Because of Rey Mysterio and because of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Match after that, though, we saw the Street Profits team up with Braun Strowman and Ricochet to pick up the victory over Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders uh, in a very chaotic at times match. Yeah, this match didn't really do all that much for me because, I don't know, I had no investment in this match. I do think the ending was fun where we had Braun Strowman and Ricochet do their double team spot and then... Montez, Montez Ford, yeah, he jumped over, hit that, like, twisting frog splash to win. Yeah, that was a cool uh, ending. Backstage, but, I mean, Maxine seemed annoyed by Otis and Chad Gable losing. Yeah. So I think come WrestleMania, we'll see them perhaps split up. And what do you think about the Viking Raiders? Viking Raiders, I don't think they should have lost in this match, like, been the ones to actually lose. I believe it was Eric who took the pin. And I feel like they should be the ones that win at WrestleMania. Right? I feel like I feel like Viking Raiders, I want to see them as War Raiders. I want to see... What, what are they on the indies again? War Machine. War Machine. I want to see them, like, as that portrayal again. I mean... But we've had... That's it. what this... To me, that's what this version of the Viking Raiders are. I, I was going to say that, too. It's pretty much like their gimmick has not really evolved too much. I mean, they just, I feel like, haven't been giving that, given that that shot. I think because when we, got, when we got the return of Valhalla, Sarah Logan, I think that really pushed them into what we wanted. And I'm hoping we get that at WrestleMania. And if I if they do, I hope that it's not like a quick kind of a rain. I feel like it should be a powerful. Well, it's rain. not a like tag these... team championship match. But that's the thing. I feel like they should have a rain at some point soon. I mean, these guys they could easily ca- they could carry a division. I feel that's though. Well, why I feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are gonna obviously not yeah. obviously, but I think they're gonna dethrone. The Usos, longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. 
But then at some point, I mean, you do need to transfer the titles again. So they are a heel tag team, so it's possible that they could be the ones that beat up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Well, next up you had Austin Theory cutting a promo, but no crowd. What was your take about the no crowd aspect? Um, I pre-tape. I liked it. Yeah, it 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 had a different delivery to it. Because it, it to me, it's like in his promo, he said he he does what he does for himself. He doesn't do it to be the next John Cena. He doesn't do it for any kid hoping to be the next Austin Theory. He's not doing it for people who are watching. He's doing it for himself. So for him to be in that empty arena, it just proves like, yeah, I don't need you people. Yeah. Him and John Cena are opening the card. Night one of WrestleMania. First match of the evening. Just like John Cena did at WrestleMania 20 for the United States Championship. Do you think that John Cena wins and then open challenge on Monday Night Raw? I think we could get an open challenge on night two of WrestleMania. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that on the show too, right? I'm not sure. But WrestleMania night one right now has seven matches. Night two only has six. What happens if the open challenge takes place? John Cena wins. Open challenge takes place. What happens if Jay White steps up? I would uh, prefer Matt Cardona. But given that he's been tweeting about it, I don't think it'll be Matt Cardona. I mean, I'd ra- I want to see somebody who can... I mean, can you see Matt Cardona defeat John Cena? If John Cena's defending the title on night two, I think he's going to be losing that title. I feel like it's going to be on Raw. I don't see night two. But... Either or. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would put Matt Cardona uh, championship reign. Uh who else? Matt Cardona, Jay Wyatt. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I if it was Survivor other, Series, it could have been Moxley, apparently. <laughs> you know? Working without a contract <laughs> yeah. over there. But I feel like there's so many wrestlers that are currently not under contract, who it could be, that we just end up forgetting about over time. Maybe it's Kyrie Sane. Hmm. Maybe. After that, though, we saw Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green pick up the victory over Mia Yim and Candice LeRae to qualify for that showcase match at WrestleMania. Not at all expecting that to be the outcome. I'm totally all about it, though. Yeah, I just and I just wish that they had something for the women. I know you're super against that. What do you mean? But I wish they had something for the women for for like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that we that they used to do. I don't know if there's even enough women. I was thinking about earlier. I don't think I'm against it. I just don't know where to put it. I mean, I get like, well, I mean, this one's on SmackDown. So, I mean, you could do both of them on SmackDown. I mean, on, yeah, you do both of them on SmackDown. I'd be, I'd be fine with it. I mean, it's always, there's so many other women that are left off the card. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, but this, I'm really happy Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. I mean, this is Chelsea Green's WrestleMania debut, which is incredible, you know, well-deserved. And I just think it's really cool that both of them are going to be on. 
Yeah. I and mean, it's funny because it's like tough enough as much as I'm, I was a fan of Chella. I think uh-huh. this team that they like, it like perfectly fit into place backstage in that segment with Adam Pierce. Yeah. And, and this is team tough enough too. Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. Yeah. I mean, these, they were on the same season. So I think it's really cool that they are getting a chance to go at this together. Who knows? Maybe they'll win. I think they but, have to. Uh, maybe. It could work. But next up you had Rey Mysterio pick up the victory over Damian Priest, but it was by DQ. It was a DQ. Dominic kind of spoke before this match about Rey Mysterio hitting him on SmackDown. I thought that was really funny. No. Like, I, oh, it just proves that you're a deadbeat even more, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I love how his hair is Eddie Guerrero-ish. Dominic? Ish. Yeah, like, I mean, w- WCW-ish, though. I still don't think it's like 100% there, but yeah. I, I think he's going for that. 100%. Yeah. But Dominic ended up attacking Rey Mysterio during the match, as Rey probably was about to win. And Legato Del Fantasma made the save for Rey Mysterio here. Yeah. I watched Rey Mysterio, uh, not Rey Mysterio, Dominic and Rhea Ripley walking around the WrestleMania access on Instagram Live, destroying all these, like, Rey Mysterio things. That's awesome. Like, they destroyed, they, they, like, spray-painted over a a champion, a Rey Mysterio championship. Uh, They threw all the, like, Rey Mysterio merch off the wall. I feel like Kevin Owens did that last year. Mm -hmm. But I just, like, that's got to suck to, like, I don't know if you resell (laughs) that stuff. Or not resell, you sell it still. Especially if it gets banged up and stuff. Yeah. And then they got to where, like, the outfits are. And I was like... Don't tell me they're going to, like, spray paint that or anything. But they just spray painted a picture of the Halloween Havoc outfit. They didn't actually touch the Halloween Havoc outfit. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool because they also had Rey Mysterio's WrestleMania 20 outfit there, the Flash one. Mm. So I thought that was pretty cool, like, behind the scenes of Access, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, I don't, is Access officially open yet? I don't even know. Thursday, probably. Yeah, right? actually, I guess so. I assume it. Uh, I don't know. After that, though, know, we had but... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn speaking about uh, their match with the Usos, and Sami Zayn said that even though they both started in Montreal, it was Los Angeles where they both made names for themselves. So for everything to come full circle together as a team and hopefully main event and hopefully win the tag team championships. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Match after that saw Gunter pick up the victory over Dolph Ziggler, where I think Ziggler's a perfect person for a match like this because he makes Gunter look even better than he is. I mean, not to take away from Gunter. Well, that's why I say even better. Yeah, he's damn good, but when you put somebody in the ring with Ziggler, you know they're going to be looking phenomenal. And it was a hot topic because people were like, this is bull. 
Dolph Ziggler deserves better. Ziggler's getting over a million dollars. I mean, I, I mean like, I understand, though, like, you want something from Ziggler. I feel like he wrestles once a month at this point. Yeah, of course, but maybe he's okay with it. I mean, there's a reason why he re-signed with the WWE even after the treatment of him. Right. You know? But again, he goes out and makes people look really good. Yeah. Some people just know what their But it, it just, their it job just sucks, is. though, because he is, like... I mean, they don't even treat him as a a Grand Slam champion because at Mm -hmm. that time he won the World Heavyweight Championship. It wasn't – those requirements were were different. Uh Uh-huh. So on a technicality he is, but he's not recognized as such. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he should be treated differently, but again, I'm fine with him going out there and doing stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. But uh, Gunter next spoke up you about have the, his WrestleMania oh. match, and he called it a disgrace because it's not a one-on-one match. And as much as I don't want to see Gunter lose just yet, I want Sheamus. Maybe he could become that Grand Slam champion or Ultimate Grand Slam champion, whatever it is. And maybe he doesn't even have to lose. Maybe it has to be Sheamus pinning Drew McIntyre to, to win the match. That could, and then lead up to Gunter versus Sheamus again. And then Sheamus wins. I can see that taking place. That would be cool. Yeah. But next up, the main event of the evening, Cody Rhodes picking up the victory over Solo Sokoa, handing Solo Sokoa his very first official defeat via pinfall. So, Uh, huge victory. uh, On the main roster. In singles yes, competition. Yes, yes. Not, not, not NXT. In singles competition. Nah. Um, yeah, but both Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman spoke earlier in the night. And Paul Heyman said that Solo's main focus in this match isn't to win. It's to weaken Cody Rhodes before WrestleMania. And I think Solo beyond held his own in this match. And I think that's awesome because... Cody is about to literally main event WrestleMania. So to have this be the main event of Monday Night Raw where Solo just looks like he's hanging out. He's he's not even like, I don't know what mm. I'm trying to say or how I'm trying to phrase it. It doesn't He's look, just there? No, he's not just there. I, that sounds negative. I, I'm trying to be like, it looks like he belongs. That That's more like it. <laughs> okay, okay. So I think that's pretty cool. So, and people are like, "Oh, maybe it's foreshadowing WrestleMania 40. Maybe we could see Cody versus Solo in the main event." Huh? But the Usos came out, and Solo Sokoa took advantage of that. Cody was still able to kick out, and we saw Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens make the save and brawl, I guess, to the back with the Usos. Yeah, allowing Cody to hit the crossroads on solo yeah um i thought it was a great way to end monday at raw you know you didn't need roman reigns out there and i think that's really cool too that somebody that's in the main event you didn't even utilize on raw but right. that being said let's move on to nxt 
were Axiom won the Battle Royal to get into the North American Championship match taking place at Stand and Deliver. Um, Axiom is phenomenal. Yeah. And it, it came down to Nathan Fraser, Charlie Dempsey, Dabakato, and Axiom. They all teamed up to eliminate Dabakato. And I really just wish that we could have seen the final three make it into that ladder match also. Or not ladder match, the scramble. Because I think Charlie Dempsey could have been great in the match. And I think Nathan Fraser could have been great in the match. But yeah. when it finally came down to Axiom and Nathan Fraser in, in a battle royal, they killed it. I yeah. thought they did when a they, phenomenal job here. Yeah, when they had the room to themselves, they really they took advantage of it. And I think you we know? all knew that Axiom was going to be the one that actually won this match. Yeah, to enter that. I mean, agreed. After but. that, we saw Tyler Bate pick up the victory over Von Wagner. Robert Stone got involved, and Thea Hale took him out. But the aftermath was a video from Schism playing. And they said that they're going to be deprogramming all the students of Chase U. So, during that four-on-four match at Stand and Deliver, perhaps we see some Chase U students, like get deprogrammed or whatever and try to interfere or something like that. Hmm. That would definitely be interesting to see what's going to take place with that. But next up you had Roxanne Perez backstage speaking with the one and only the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Speaking about her absence, the injury that she sustained and everything like that. Well, I guess you, you can't really say injury. Well, yeah, because it's the it, reason it why was she diagnosed was diagnosed as body exhaustion and anxiety. Okay, yeah. And he tried to talk her out of being champion. And I'm like, what are you doing, Sean? I feel like that's not something Sean Michaels would do. I mean, maybe he just wanted to see I the mean, world it, burn. He's kind no, of like well, because he, it he's, he's happened worried to him, about maybe. her. her body and her her mental health and whatnot so i understand mm. that but i just feel like that's not something Shawn michaels would have done and she wants to prove herself to everyone and she wants to help other people who might be going who might be in the same boat as her so she needed to be in that match and Shawn michaels agreed so roxanne perez not a, a former champion. She's still champion. She's going to be defending that championship in the ladder match. And I'm looking forward to that match. Yeah. I like the fact that they did bring up that she had anxiety and everything like that. With the competition and being the champion and everything like that. I really did like that she brought up the anxiety aspect. Um just bringing the reality of the emotions that people go through during their daily lives. And I think that that was pretty cool that, I mean, of course it could be a storyline, but just bringing that out there and putting that, utilizing that, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But next up you had Electra Lopez pick up the victory over Faraz. Uh, Lopez is a force. You know, she is just a force to be reckoned with. This was just very AEW of WWE though. 
Why? Because it's like one-sided or? No, because it took them a month to do this. Oh. Like the last time we saw Valentina Ferois and Electra Lopez together where they did that brass knuckle spot. Uh Uh-huh. It was a month ago. And we haven't heard from it since. Huh. And then not much really happened in this match. No. I'm just hoping that Ulyssa Leone returns soon and we get a tag team between the two of them again. Mm. After that, we saw Eddie Thorpe make his TV debut, picking up the victory over Miles Bourne. Uh, Eddie Thorpe appeared as the waiter in the Bloodline WrestleMania commercial, the parody of the Goodfellas movie. That was hilarious. But I thought it was a decent TV debut match. I just don't think it was as impactful as it should have been. Um, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match, but I just felt I, I wanted more from it. Okay. I do like that commentary. Without actually mentioning New Japan, they, they mentioned him being a world traveler and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a good aspect of it, but I just wanted more. Nah. After that, we saw Indy well, Hartwell pick up the victory over Ivy Nile and Sol Ruka to be added to that ladder match at Stand and Deliver, uh, where Indy Hartwell stole the victory from Sol after she hit the Soul Snatcher. Yeah, I I want to see Sol in this ladder match. I, I think Indy Hartwell needs to lose this match and really, really be like down in the dumps. Uh huh. And instead of like, like we see her being down on the dumps on at stand and deliver after the match, uh-huh. like what the hell am I doing wrong? I've done everything. I keep pushing myself. I'm not becoming champion, blah, 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 blah. And it seems like maybe we'll see her join Candice LeRae uh-huh. and Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano on Monday Night Raw. And then boom, she's in damage control. She's one of the huh. overlooked or whatever. And Bailey comes to her aid and she's like, I'm here for you. Candace, she hasn't been there for you. So I'd like to see that. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Do you see them turning on Bailey? No. Okay. Do kind you? of like bloodline uh judgment day kind of a deal. No, I don't. Do you though? Nah, not really. Just tossing out scenarios. You never know. Never say never. But I definitely do want to see Sol Ruka in that ladder match. If if next up, I was gonna yeah. say if, next uh, up, if Kyrie Sane's uh-huh. coming back. Oh, I mean, how many spots are still open? No, 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 no. There's no open spots anywhere. I'm just saying. But if she's coming back, uh huh, we could easily see. Kyrie and EO finally like yeah that's true so maybe in that sense you could see damage control fall apart and Kyrie's with EO or something but I mean like how many spots are with the ladder match though no there's no this is no ladder match scenario there's zero everything's right. filled up that's what I'm saying Every, all the spots are filled up already yeah okay so Sol Ruka can't even get involved that was literally the last chance damn 
After that, we saw Drew Gulak pick up the victory over Hank Walker, which I thought was a complete waste. Yeah. They were both in the Battle Royal. Yeah, there's no reason to have them come back out for this. I thought that was so weird, but this match was basically anything you can do, I can do better. Where we also saw Charlie Dempsey get involved. And that led to Drew Gulak winning, but... Booker T, I thought, was, like, for me, the highlight here where he pretended to not see Charlie Dempsey get involved because I thought that was really funny. And then they, like, did the playback and books, like, oh. But I thought that was funny. So yeah, I really don't think that was necessary. The match after that, we saw Tony D'Angelo and Stax pick up the victory over Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, which would have, if, if Brooks and Jensen... Uh, Briggs and Jensen won. I feel like a lot of people say Brooks and Jensen. Mm-hmm. That's just one person's name. But if Briggs and Jensen won this, they would have been added to that that uh, tag team triple threat match at Stand and Deliver. Um, but Kiana James had this match set up because she wants to avoid telling Brooks about Sebastian. Uh, and I thought for sure we would see Briggs and Jensen win this to to move on and make it a fatal four-way tag team championship match at San and Deliver, but that didn't happen. Ah, uh, no go. And then Fallon Henley, like, made Kiana James tell Brooks afterwards, or I thought she was going to, and instead of telling Brooks about Sebastian, she kissed him. And I don't understand because Fallon was like, if you don't tell him afterwards, I am going to. Why didn't she tell him? He got the kiss and that was it. I don't know. So I thought that was weird, but uh, we'll see what happens with Sebastian. No. Well, next up you had Grayson Waller. We had that contract. He, he ran down the complete history as to why he did what he did to Johnny Gargano. And I thought that was really good. But then Gargano's theme eventually played and Gargano wasn't supposed to be there. He turned out it was the he was the camera guy. Him and Grayson Waller brawled. Yeah, security didn't even see him coming through. Johnny got busted open here. But I thought that Grayson Waller said he was only signing the contract if Johnny Gargano wasn't there. I don't even remember Grayson Waller signing the contract. I think he signed it last week. Grayson yeah, Waller signed- did not sign it last week. Vic Joseph had the contract. Johnny Gargano signed it. Hmm. Watch, Waller actually didn't never signed it. So in that case, it's like who like I can't not see that match taking place. Maybe he has somebody step in for him in the unsanctioned match in his Champa. That I would I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs> yeah, but that is a WWE NXT. Uh, moving over to stand and deliver predictions, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. We might as well kick it off with that match we were just talking about. Johnny Gargano taking on Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. I'm gonna go with Grayson Waller. I'm going to say Grayson Waller as well. Okay. Also, I had no idea that Stand and Deliver was taking place at the Crypto.com Arena. Stupid name. 
Yeah. The Staples Center, also, I guess, <laughs> in turn. <laughs> kind yeah. of a stupid name, too, but. Uh, but let's also go to the eight-person mixed tag team match where the winner gains control over Chase University. You got Chase University, with it, which is Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale taking on, uh, and Tyler Bate taking on Schism, Joe Gacy, Jagger Reed, Rip. Fowler and Ava. Um, I'm gonna go with Schism. I think it's a difficult call I think, here. I think you have more storyline that could be played out with Schism in control. I'm gonna say Schism too. That seems pretty cool. For uh, the NXT Tag Team Championships Triple Threat Match, Gallus defending the titles against Tony D'Angelo and Stax and the Creed Brothers. I'm going to say Gallus retains. I'm going to go with the D'Angelo family. Picking up the victory. Let's head over to the Tag Team Women's Championship on the line. Henley and James defending up against Fire and Dawn. I'm going to go with Henley and James. I'm going Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Ooh. They already have, like, problems with each other, so. Nah. For the NXT North American Championship, defended in a fatal five-way match, going to be having the champion Wesley defending the title against the in-ring debut of Dragon Lee, J.D. McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom. I... Really wouldn't mind anybody walking out as champion, so I'm going to say I hope for Dragon Lee to win, and I'm going to pick Dragon Lee to win. I'm going to go with JD McDonough. I'm going with McDonough on that one. So let's head over to the ladder match for the women's championship. Roxanne Perez taking on Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, and Indy Hartwell. I'm going to go with Perez retaining. Yeah, I'm going to say Roxanne Perez, too. It would work very well for the storyline. Yeah. Um, what I can only assume is the main event for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defending the title against the A champion, Carmelo Hayes. I'm, I'm going, going to say Carmelo. Yeah, I'm going to say Carmelo Hayes wins. I'm going Carmelo. Of course, this could be one of those scenarios where John Cena wins the championship defends it either night two of WrestleMania or Raw after WrestleMania, and it's Braun Breaker who shows up. I was going to say, do you think that this is uh, the swan song for him, the farewell? I think it very much well can be. Yeah. All right. So that's NXT Stand and Deliver. Going to move over to SmackDown. It opened up with the Usos, and they were basically almost immediately interrupted by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I... Don't think this segment was even really needed because the match is beyond sold, but it was still a great segment. Kevin Owens brought up how when he first got to WWE, the Usos were super nice to him and his son. And then they started doing Roman's bidding and they they tried to ruin his life, basically. And loyalty was brought up. Sami Zayn said that Roman's never been loyal to either of the Usos, and he said that at WrestleMania, they're going to free them from the bloodline, and they can go back to being themselves. And Jey Uso said that 
it's going to be them who loses and Kevin Owens will end up stabbing Sami Zayn in his back. Street Profits came out for their match. They had a quick little stare down for the Usos. I thought that was pretty cool. But their match, we saw Ricochet pick up the victory over Montez Ford, Chad, Gable, and Eric. It was a uh, part of the showcase match that we'll see at WrestleMania. I thought it was a fun match. I liked the stuff that uh, Chad Gable was doing with his own dance moves when Ricochet and Montez Ford were doing their own like dance-off thing. And then Chad Gable got in the ring, did his own thing, did the crab walk, and ref Jess left. I thought that was pretty funny. But I thought Montez Ford was 100% going to be winning this match, but he hit that frog splash on Chad Gable, and then Ricochet followed it up with the shooting star press on Chad Gable and won that match. After that, we had the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, where Bobby Lashley won. Uh, he got his own entrance, and Braun Strowman got their own his own entrance. So it seemed like one of them would be the favorite there to win. And I, I wish we had like some surprise entrance in years past. I remember Tatanka was in it at one point. Maybe, I don't know if DDP was in one. That might be misremembering it. But I, I just, uh, my pick here, I even say it later on, it was Corbin. And he was out first. So now it starts his like even further descent. It doesn't start it. It just goes, can, continues to like, where does he go from here now? But... LA Knight was super over in this match and it came down to him, Bronson Reed, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley. And when Bronson Reed eliminated LA Knight, people were not happy about that. And the final two we had were Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed and and I would have preferred for Bronson Reed to win that. After that, we saw Raquel Rodriguez pick up the victory over Natalia. Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville, much like that other match. It was a part of the showcase match that we'll see at WrestleMania. Uh, Not much really happened in this match, though. And I think Raquel seemed like the favorite and the obvious winner here. After that backstage, we had Rey Mysterio and Legato Del Fantasma. Rey Mysterio handed them t-shirts and thanked them for standing by him. And officially formed the LWO, the Latino World Order. It's been over 24 years since we've, since we've last seen the LWO. So I think it's pretty cool. It's sort of been teased for a while now. So I, I definitely marked out for that. I like that Michael Cole brought up that Rey Mysterio willingly joined this time. Because last time it was Eddie Guerrero... Uh, he lost to Eddie Guerrero, and that's how he had to join the LWO. And match after that, we saw Drew McIntyre and Sheamus pick up the victory over Imperium. It was basically just uh, Drew and Sheamus trying to one-up each other and do stuff before one another. Like even the entrance, Sheamus came out, and then Drew McIntyre interrupted that and, and went before him on the ramp. So it was basically that, and... Uh, that was that was the, the main event of SmackDown. To close, you had Cody Rhodes come out. They were doing the face-to-face thing, but he spoke a little bit beforehand about how the fans are basically done with both of them talking. They, they want the fighting to start. The fighting needs to start. He did some lines from <laughs> Tupac's uh, California Love. And then he laid it out there. He's the next champion. Roman Reigns interrupted that. He came out. 
And instead of making Los Angeles acknowledge him, he turned to Cody Rhodes and said, Cody, acknowledge me. That was the end of SmackDown. Going to do predictions for WrestleMania 39 taking place at SoFi Stadium. Two nights. Night one, they announced both cards. Uh, It's kicking off John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. We just spoke about it with... uh, with the Braun. the predictions for NXT stand and deliver, I'm going to say John Cena wins. Yeah, I'm saying John Cena, and I'm going to say open challenge on Monday Night Raw. We have Seth Rollins taking on Logan Paul. I'm going to say Logan say, Paul. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Logan Paul is going to win that one. Let's head on over to the Mysterio Family Battle Royale. Rey Mysterio, take it on Dominic Mysterio. I'm going to say Dominic. No, I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. Okay. I feel like he has more to... I mean, it would be a huge win for Dominic, but I feel like we've not seen a solid victory from Rey here. I I I I agree with that too. Unless they're going like... to continue it after WrestleMania, which I don't know if they will. I don't know, but I could see Rey Mysterio also wanting to give Dominic a big win like that at WrestleMania. Because this would would this be Dominic's first WrestleMania? What are you kidding me? Last year they killed it with their Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero gear. Ah uh, yes yes, that's very true. Well, this would be his first singles, though, right? I can't go back that far in my memory. He could he could give Dominic his very first singles WrestleMania victory? I don't know, but I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. I'm sticking to Dominic. Six woman tag team match. We're going to see Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch, the women's tag team champions, taking on Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I'm going to say damage control. I agree with you. Damage control. And I mean, are we going to see follow-up? Do you think Trish Stratus is going to turn on them? I think we can see that. It would be interesting. She did it at WrestleMania 20. She helped. Well, did Christian win that? I think she went to... I don't know if Christian won now. I don't know, but... No, I I think that's going to take place. But let's head on over to the men's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet taking on the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. She, she did help him win, by the way. Ah, there you or, go. or he did win, and then afterwards she, she slapped him and low-blowed him. Chris uh-huh. Jericho. But uh, I'm going to say Viking Raiders here. Uh, fingers crossed. I agree with you. I'm going to go with Viking Raiders. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, the Royal Rumble winner, trying to become champion, we're def- uh, def- trying to defeat the champion, Charlotte Flair. I'm going to say Rhea Ripley. Fingers are crossed. This is not the main event. Fingers are crossed that Rhea Ripley <laughs> wins. Um, I agree with you. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley as well. And my main event of night one, even if it's not going to be the main event, hopefully it is. Fingers are beyond crossed. For the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos defending the titles against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
So much history between the two. Going back all the way to El Generico and Kevin Steen. Former PWG Tag Team Champions. Former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Never anything in WWE. Champion-wise. I'm going to say Kevin Steen and uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I'm going to agree with you. Oof. Say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What do you mean, oof? What do you mean? I don't know. Why are you taking so much time? There's no way. I, fine, fine. I'm going <laughs> to go with it. Owens and Zayn. There's no way. I can't see the Usos walking out as champion. All right. Owens and Zayn. <laughs> and then Backlash, we'll see something where it's the, all three champions taking on Roman Reigns and the Usos or something like that. All right. Before we go on to night two, on SmackDown... I know we're gonna talk. You're gonna oh, talk the Andre about the it. Andre the Giant Memorial but, Battle Royal. It's stupid to predict that. I know, but I want to. I'm not gonna be in there, so let's try a prediction on it. That's just Who dumb. You, uh, I'm going Carrion Cross. I'm not gonna predict Andre. it because I, I'm hoping to see Baron Corbin win. But right now we're past Ooh, that. I know. I know. Night two of WrestleMania, we're gonna be seeing Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I, I, it's, I have got to be Brock Lesnar, right? I'm going almost. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing or not. I'm going to go with almost. Um, triple threat match for the IC championship. Gunter defending against Sheamus and McIntyre. I'm going to go with Sheamus. I too am saying Sheamus. We have a hell in a cell match. It's the normal color. Finally. Thank Back. goodness. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, did we have the red cage back when WrestleMania 32 was a thing? I don't know if we had that or not, because Shane McMahon versus Undertaker so. had the normal color. So maybe it's just yeah. to distinguish between WrestleMania's I Hell think, in the Cells and Hell in the Cells, Hell in the Cells? I think it just started with the after the Fiend and Rollins, no? I don't, I can't say yes or no. And then they just stuck stuck to that color. But I'm like. I'm gonna say we're gonna see Edge pick up the victory here. I'm gonna go with Balor. Uh, given that it's Balor the demon, it. given that it's yeah. the demon, I would love to see Brood entrance again. I think that we're gonna see Brood entrance, but, but it's like even... we had. That I, I, last... I think that the demon is gonna get the victory at WrestleMania. I'm still I'm gonna stick with Edge. Have we seen Demon? Balor at WrestleMania before? Brother, yeah. When? And I think he lost the last time. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Um. Next up, Women's Championship, the Raw Championship. Belair taking on Asuka. I'm going to go with Asuka. WrestleMania 35. Did we not see the Demon? I thought we saw Finn Balor at WrestleMania 35. Finn... Balor. Oh, he did win. The Demon defeated Bobby Lashley to become Intercontinental Champion. Ah, there you go. In a four-minute match? Woof. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm going to say Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Oh, you didn't even say that match. You said Bianca Belair and Asuka. I'm saying Asuka. (laughs) Wow, way to pull a David. (laughs) It's Asuka. Well, no, because I I remembered, I at least remembered you saying. I know, I know. Oh, I'm going Asuka. I'm going Asuka. But we might as well go on to it. Women's WrestleMania Showcase. Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. 
Uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez taking on Nat- Natalia and Shotzi versus Rousey and ba- uh, Baszler versus Green and Deville. Who are you going with? I'm going with Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. I would like to see like some sort of dominant victory from the horsewomen, but I don't need that. I, I definitely don't need that. I, I specifically want Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville to get that victory. Oh, it's this is a tough one. Because, like, oh, man, this is a really tough one. I think I'm the gonna... match is set up for Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez to win, so that's why I yeah. don't think they're going to win. That's the thing. I I feel like they could come out as the winner. I'm going to go with Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez on this one. Main event of WrestleMania Night 2 for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The reigning defended, defending undefeated record-breaking modern history record-breaking champion Roman Reigns defending the title against Cody Rhodes who last year made his big return to WWE from AEW facing Seth Rollins this is like such a tough match to call I'm gonna say Cody Rhodes I'm going to say Roman Reigns the whole thing right here is finish the story Finish the story, but what happens if it's not his story that he's finishing, but Roman Reigns's? It's literally his story. story. Conti- no, continuing. Nope. Reigns's story is continuing nope. to go to Saudi Arabia nah. for his day one thousand. Nah, I want to see a one thousand day reign. Why Saudi Arabia day one thousand? That's where it takes place. So his his when 1, is 000th, when is Saudi Arabia? I think in May. His 1,000th That's day King of the as, Ring. His 1,000th day as champion is the Saudi Arabia event. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. We could always uh, check it out after. We're, we're at the beginning of April right now. Mm-hmm. He has it may nine. not be May, but his 1,000th day is going to be at the Saudi Arabia event. If it does, if he is still champion, it would be Saudi Arabia. I don't know. So that's kind of like one of the reasons why I feel like Reigns could retain because of that aspect. So I'm going to say Reigns. But it would be incredible if Cody did pick up the victory at WrestleMania. I mean, talk about a heartwarming moment right there uh i think it's just a few days shy of a thousand i don't know i think it might be like two days shy of a thousand speed up time i'm gonna say cody all right i'm sticking to reigns well, but. that's the predictions for WrestleMania. Going to take a quick little break right now and be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is a superstar, Billy Green, the man of the hour, the man with power, and you listen to Marking Out. And everybody, please mark out one more time. All right. Back here on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris and Brandon here with you. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. How Good. What's going doing? on? I'm just busy every day. I work and 
uh, you know, it's a lot of lax, but it's been fun. We've had some great uh, games so far this season, and uh, tonight I get to go to Terminal 5 and work at Terminal 5. So I'm pretty, really excited about that. What's there? Um, um, the FDNY NYPD Battle of the Badges boxing fight. Oh. So we're the company that's doing the live streaming. So if you are, are have watched it or are watching it, um, that's me switching between cameras. So uh, it's you know it's it's I was, tell, I was talking to my mom about this this morning, especially like the memories that I have at Terminal Five. You know, I've seen a- AFI, who's like one of my favorite bands there twice. You know, I took t- took my kids to their first concert there. You know, a plethora of other concerts too. So it's it's cool to be there. Uh, I work there. Um, I know you know I know people that work in concerts and stuff like that where it's like oh yeah it's just another day but it's you know i'm in a high school press box almost every day of my life i'm not a freaking terminal five so <laughs> there was an eight there was a uh tna pay-per-view there correct or maybe uh, there was supposed sure. to be that COVID happens i don't know i know terminal five is used sometimes for wrestling so yes i know so well tonight it's being used for boxing pal so big uh it- big opening day yesterday oh opening day was awesome loved it Aaron, it, it was, you know, it was, it was fitting and it was also kind of rigged that Aaron Judge is the first MLB player to hit a home run in this season after the, you know, the season that he had last year, um, which is great. Yankees had a big win. Cubs had a good, uh, nice win. Um, and the Mets had a good win, too. You know what I, so, I found out was that I saw the first season of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and I had no clue. Really? Yeah, my very first game that I went to was in 1998. Okay. And it's the 25th year of the Devil Rays or whatever. So that was their first season. I didn't even know I, I saw Wade Boggs play baseball. I have, like, no memory of that game <laughs> other than where I sat at Shea Stadium. Yeah, neither neither do I. But you can't call them the Devil Rays anymore, or else you're going to get a letter from the Tampa no, Bay Rays. No, because they're they're wearing Devil Rays jerseys. Oh, I true. think on okay. Fridays or something like that. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, what a bunch of marks. What do you mean? That's you know a what? cool like, thing. I know, but like the year they changed their name to the Rays, like if any like media people would call them the Devil Rays, they would get a letter from the Rays saying, "Hey, just wanted to let you know, we're no longer the Ra- we're no longer the Devil <laughs> Rays, we're the Rays, and if you want to donate, you know, to our thing, you know, why go ahead. Blah blah blah." Why blah, did blah. they change so, it even? That's devil. like Race. Probably, that's probably, why well you know florida's like god god country so that can't like, be why i don't know google it you can google anything but anyway <laughs> let's uh it's wrestlemania week i know you and uh dave went full dive everything wwe wise but there's also a lot of awesome wrestling that's happening uh this weekend um this weekend uh last night i heard kota bushi uh versus uh, Mike Bailey from Bloodsport slapped real hard, uh, and then that blow-up doll from Japan came and uh, put on an exhibition. I saw that uh, on my internets this morning. So anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about AEW. Let's go back to last week from Rampage. Uh, you know, solid hour of wrestling. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs pick up the victory over Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, you know, with the yeah the QTV uh, crew out there. Um, so one with heelish tactics and, uh, did some damage I, to Alex Abrahantes again. And I think much like that Phoenix match, it doesn't really do anything for the Lucha bros. Uh, and afterwards Phoenix came out with that tiny ring bell hammer to ward off 
powerhouse hops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, well, they, they made sure it's all oh, bad from his death right. Where's Pac been, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he was injured. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. I saw Powerhouse uh, hanging out with Big E at, uh, was it Wale Mania? Yes. Yes. I said that was that was last night. Yeah. Cause, and also last night was the major pod thing, but I haven't really seen anything from it. Um, what else was yesterday? I don't know. But anyway, continuing on, uh, Brody King gets a big win over Jake Hager after avenging his loss against Daniel Garcia. So another member. It seems like, you know, it's going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society versus the uh, House of Black at some point in the future. Maybe. Uh, well, Anna Jay got involved outside the ring with Julia Hart. Maybe maybe we'll see, like, an intergender match, perhaps. Yeah, a mixed match challenge. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, after this, you had Ty Valkyrie in a squash match over Layla Gray, um, hitting the road to Valhalla. After the match, though, smart Mark Sterling entered the ring with a clipboard, had a cease and desist, but then Taya beat him up and hit the road to Valhalla on him, which um, I saw a bunch of memes coming off of, <laughs> which was awesome. I loved it. I think my favorite one was the Peter Pan one because you had Brian who uh, launched off the uh, top rope uh, in his match against Joe Hendry last week, and then they put smart Mark Sterling in there. It was It was really funny. So I enjoyed it. Um, and then your main event of the evening. So the Acclaimed pick up the victory over the Kingdom. Um, good win for the Acclaimed here. But, like, here's here's the problem that I kind of have. You have the Kingdom lose a tag team match. You have Penta and uh, Phoenix, Phoenix lose singles matches two weeks in a row. Both these teams are going into the Reach for the Sky ladder match at Super Card of Honor, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So it really doesn't do anything for either team. It kind of just makes them look weaker. You know, Max Caster's rap on Rampage included a line about nobody knowing who the kingdom is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of on point because they're hardly used on AEW. Yeah, I think they're more, they're more of a Ring of Honor team. They had such a hot debut on AEW television and then it just like they beyond fell off. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, And, I, I, and with the way that they're booked... Even going into this match, why would anyone care about the kingdom? Yeah, no, I agree. We saw Billy Gunn chase Maria up the ramp here. Top Flight also appeared. I believe they're also in that tournament, right? Uh, In the ladder match, yes. In the ladder match. And uh, they walked Maria to the back. And then Matt Taven tried to use Maria's boot. And Billy clocked Mike Bennett. So the, the faces used, I guess, heel tactics. Yeah, but it's the acclaim. People pop for that stuff. And they pop for, for daddy ass. So, all right, next up, let's go to Rampage. Started off with, uh, you know, I've been saying it, like, they they do a great job of, like, putting, like, on a banger match to start off the show. Was this a good match? Yes, it was. But what is it, like, a banger, like, you know, Orange Cassidy defending the international championship? No. Jungle Jack Perry picks up the victory over Matt Hardy. Um, solid match here, but the the big point afterwards was a I mean hook, during even. Yeah, it was hook was hook's involvement, people saying we have to have Jungle Hook back. Um well, cuz we had, saw Ethan Page get involved and then that's when Hook came out and Matt Hardy held on to Hook and Hook moved out of the way <laughs> and yeah. Ethan Page clocked Matt Hardy, which I thought was really funny that uh Ethan Page tweeted something like delete this from the internet or something like that. I thought that yeah. was funny. I I agree with that too. And then after uh the match, it was MJF coming out 
talking, uh, you know, about their career paths between uh, their match from Double or Nothing 2020 and now, um, you know, and uh, kind of just setting up a match between these two guys. Yeah, he didn't like that uh, that hook, not hook, Jungle Boy interrupted his rebar mitzvah, and MJF apparently told him months ago to ditch Marco Stunt, to ditch Luchasaurus, and he didn't listen. And it just proves that MJF was beyond right. I mean, not with yeah. Marco Stunt. Yeah. He got released, but with uh, with Luchasaurus, with Christian, yeah. Jungle Boy looked like the idiot there. He sure did. And sure. Jungle Boy wants to get to the top by being a good guy. He doesn't want to be a, a bad guy. He wants to be the guy, but he wants to be a good guy <laughs> while yeah. doing it. And MJF brought up Anna Jay, and then they brawled. Anna Jay is... Jungle Boy's real life girlfriend. So I think given that she's a heel, I don't think they should have brought her up in this. Yeah, whatever. Because I feel like now, well, because we saw how when it was brought to television that Ty and Sammy were together, she literally flipped from being like a a pretty over baby face to being beyond hated. And they made her a heel. Yep. So it's like if Anna Jay is, is now on TV as Jungle Boy's real-life girlfriend, she's a heel in the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yep. Maybe maybe don't bring that up. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see how it goes from there. What's up uh, after this? Blackpool Combat Club defeated Dalton Castle and the boys. Yep. And the boys. Brandon and, Brandon and Brent. You're one Blackpool, of the boys. Blackpool Combat Club attacked... Everyone during their entrance, the the match started without everybody being good. Yeah. So, it's just, uh, and then Claudio had new music at the did end. He? I thought yeah. that was his normal music. No, it wasn't. No, because that one, the, 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 whatever that thing is, is uh, it's more modernized for his old one. It was this one was more old school. Oh, I thought so. it was the same one. Yeah. So. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Kenny Omega and Don Callis backstage, and Don made Kenny question why he would automatically have assumed that it was Adam Page that attacked him last week. Yeah. Which, again, just plants seeds of doubt in Kenny Omega and Don being, like, the devil. Yes. Right. And we saw we saw Don Callis speaking to Adam Page, and the Blackpool Combat Club attacked Adam Page, and I thought for sure down the line we were going to see Don Callis be like their new manager or something. He extends his hand to shake Moxley. Mox takes him out. But maybe it was a ruse. Maybe it's like, okay, you guys got to beat me up and make me bleed so that way they don't believe it. You know? He apparently got busted open the hard way to the point where you could see his skull. Really? I don't know if I buy that or not, but that's disgusting if true. Yeah. And then but, right before Kenny Omega's match later on, Tony Schiavone, what a stooge. Tony Schiavone goes right before Kenny has to defend a title, goes and tells Kenny about Hangman and Don Callis. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. I have Why would to, you I, make somebody lose their focus like that? <laughs> but then he, That was so goofy. But then he goes out and has a banger of a match and defends his IWGP US title against uh, US heavyweight title against Jeff Cobb. So I'm about it. I thought the match was good. Um, you know, I thought ending, it was boring. I, I, yeah, but that's just you. You know, I thought it was a fun match. I did um, like when Jeff Cobb went to hit uh, the one winged angel. 
Yes. I thought that was cool. But the Blackpool Combat Club, that's what the the point of this match was. It wasn't Jeff Cobb versus Kenny Omega. It was Blackpool Combat Club afterwards coming out. Brian Danielson showing up. I guess home isn't really New Japan maybe, or anything. Maybe it was home was actually home. Yeah, home was actually home. So Brian Danielson comes into the ring. Swerved and us all. It looks like he's going to chase off the, the Blackpool Combat Club. And then Kenny turns his back on Brian. Boom. I think that was the biggest thing to come out of Dynamite was the Daniel Bryan heel turn. Because um, you saw a lot of people. Like, you heard, like, holy jeez. But it made but, sense, 100%. Yeah, as, soon mean, as, as soon as Brian Danielson came out there, there was no chance. He was in the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, I know. And also, this is something you've been questioning for weeks as well. You're like, where's Brian Danielson? Why is yeah. Brian? Maybe this was like the big picture for the Blackpool. He's like, you guys go do your thing. Once I'm done with MJF, I'll come back and we're going to run house. And before this this match even, I was like, oh, I guess it seems like we're going to be seeing John Moxley versus Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door 2 or something for the IWGP US Championship, maybe. Yeah. Now, it seems like we're going to be seeing Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. That's probably probably what's happening. So, um, after this, you had more titles on the line. The international titles on the line. As Orange Cassidy picks up the victory over the Butcher, um, they really hyped up Orange Cassidy being like the hottest wrestler in AEW right now, and rightfully so. Guy goes out, defends his title every week, puts up bangers of the match. Um, this match, yeah, but it's t- every t- single t- week. It's Darby Allen over and over again. I know, but still, he's he's a lot more over than Darby Allen. He has the Super Cena Hulk Hogan Sting comeback. He got attacked before the match from Blade and Butcher. By the way, can I just tell you how much I love the fact that the Blade had, like, the smallest crowbar? It was, like, so, like, 80s bad guy, like, breaking into a car. Like, remember those, like, carjack commercials? And you'd, you'd see, like, the guy come in with, like, the small little... I thought I loved it. It was such, like, a nice little, like, touch to his character and the way that he looked. I thought it was outstanding. But, yeah, Orange Cassidy picks up the victory over Butcher. Uh, this match tugged to my heartstrings because I'm a big Orange Cassidy fan. And I love the Butcher for him being a wrestler and also his music. So, um, cool. Best friends made their way out during the match to make yeah. the save for Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So, maybe we'll get uh, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy uh, versus uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and um, what is there? what's their other friend? Who's that other guy? Dan Kip, Kip Sabia. No, Dan Housen oh, injured. Kip. He had bicep surgery. Oh, yeah, that's true. He tore his bicep, yeah. So I don't understand, though. You're, like, completely against Darby Allen matches the way that they're laid out, but Orange I, Cassidy has the exact same match, and you're fine with it? I, it wasn't the exact same match. Yes, it is, 100%. No, he, got his, he got his ass beat the absolute whole time of the match and then had a comeback, like Super Cena or Sting. No, that's not the same exact match. Uh, like the thing, but the thing that's different between Darby Allen and, and Orange Cassidy is like Orange Cassidy can go. Like we saw that, you know, he's put up that time and time again throughout his AEW. Darby Allen is just car crash, car crash, car crash. Same thing. Like, like I don't get me wrong. If Darby, I, Darby Allen could probably wrestle, and he's probably really good at professional wrestling. Orange Cassidy shows it in the yeah, ring. But if the matches are laid out the exact same, how? But every match is laid out. You get your, you get the, uh, the heel, you know, yeah, heel but goes it's not, over on not top. every match is literally, he was, he was out for the whole match with the exception of like maybe a minute. Yeah. And then he just found a, a way to get the, uh, get the win. 
we're we're, we're going to argue about this from time time time. Yeah, I'm just also that, also I'm just not a Darby Allen fan, so that's why I don't. You know, that's, that's why it's that's what I was getting at. I yeah, think I'm just you're having heat with Darby instead of. I don't have heat with anybody. I'm just not well, a fan I'm, of the. Yeah. Whatever. After that, we saw Ruby Soho, of course, pick up the victory over Willow Nightingale. I don't know why anyone would expect anything else. That's the storyline they've laid out for some reason. And Jamie Hayter almost killed somebody when she came out to to help a- after this match. Like she was, she hit that uh, whatever the the Haterade or whatever thing, and that um somebody ducked, and it looked like she, if she connected, she would have taken off somebody's head because like she, she propelled her like after it, she, like. Who were ducked out, and she went to for it, and she like propelled herself forward. She almost like flew out of the ring. Um, but well, yeah, the outcast got involved, and um, Riho and Sky Blue tried to make the save afterwards, and that's when Jamie Hader ultimately did, because she's facing Riho for the championship on Dynamite. Well, the, no, yeah, uh, yeah, Dynamite next week, and then they ran down, they looked off. You know, she gave the Riho did the gimmick. Uh, I want the title. This and the other thing. So. I've seen pictures of Hikaru Shida in Japan. I don't know if she's back in the States or not, but I, she was part of the storyline. I would like yeah. some closure there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, main event time, Adam Cole returns to the ring for the first time since Forbidden Door of last year, picking up a victory over Daniel Garcia. Uh, you know, it was. I, I have no problems with the match. You know, I was surprised that Garcia reversed that first Panama Sunrise. Yeah, well, you know, Garcia's hot right now. You know, he's he's one of the hotter mid-card acts in AEW Ring of Honor. So, but obviously, Adam Cole gets the one with the boom. Uh, Britt Baker comes out. They celebrate. They kiss. Confetti streamers. <laughs> I thought, I, I, it was so stupid for me to think this, but I thought maybe after Adam Cole won, which, by the way, it's great to see Adam Cole back, I thought maybe we were going to see... Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, that would have been cool. And then Britt Baker came out and I was like, oh, they're just, they're pushing the reality show. Yeah, well, that's essentially all this episode of Dynamite Dynamite yes. was, was just pushing this reality, <laughs> reality show. And then Chris Jericho came out and scooped up Daniel Garcia and the way Jericho was looking, he didn't actually turn back and look at Adam Cole or Britt Baker or anything. He just like did like a head turn. Yeah. I thought, twice he did it. And I thought he was going to attack Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I just thought maybe I, – I think it's just foreshadowing. I think that's going to be the first big storyline that uh, Adam Cole has is going to be with Jericho. Yeah. So, I, uh, thought, I thought Jericho doing what he did because I was waiting for an attack. I thought it killed everything that Adam Cole had there yeah. at the end. But uh, I'll 100% be looking forward to seeing Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. I think that's cool. And I think for the first time, and I, I saw somebody tweeted this out too, and I, I, I agree with it. I think this is the baby face that AEW has needed for a long time, has been Adam Cole. Like that top tier baby face in Adam Cole. Yes, you know, we had our Kenny Omegas. We've had, you know, baby face John Moxley runs. But I think this is the guy. I think going forward, you know, and I, I, I said it, I've said it numerous times in this podcast at the end of the year, I want to. I I'm thinking Adam Cole is going to be AEW champion. So yeah, and he's he's booked super likable on the AEW All Access show too. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, you Although know, it Britt was, Baker isn't booked to be the same, but uh, she. I mean, the, it's so know. goofy, dude. She does interviews where she's talking like, 
oh, the fans, like, they hate me or whatever. They, like, set me up to to make it as if I talk trash about all the women, blah, blah, blah. And then this whole episode of All Access was literally hard talking trash <laughs> yeah. about Thunder Rosa. I was like, you can't, that's like this, you just said this one thing and then but they're doing it. To her, to her credit, though, like, there was that scene at the end where he gets he, Adam Colton to get cleared, and then he comes out, and like they have that big conversation. By the way, Britt Baker driving a freaking Range Rover. Jeez, guess she's that driving... uh, that that office. By the way, the doctor is set up. I that I don't think that's like a real operation for AEW. No, yeah, because probably... I went because they showed the place, and I looked it up, and you go to their website, and it's like a, a physical therapy place. Yeah, because it was an AEW doctor that has to clear him. And yeah, Adam but I don't Cole, think he actually works there. No, he doesn't actually work there. They were just using that physical therapy office. Yeah, uh, to clear him because office, Adam Cole, though, Adam know. Cole couldn't fly. Adam Cole, they, you know, they, he said he's like, I, there's periods of times where I would, I would drive and have to pull over to throw up. You know, so if you it's go just, to their website though, it's got pictures of Kenny um, Omega and Hikaru Shida on it. Yeah, because they probably go there too. Um, but anyway. I mean, I like the old Access show. It, it you know, it was, it's it was certainly re- better than Roads to the Top. But I wish it's so goofy that they had that stuff where the women they were all everybody came off on the show like they were injured for some reason. Even the Young Bucks, <laughs> they have their big return. They didn't say why they were out. Yeah, I know they really popped around and, and that in that time period. I think Nick said like, or it, it, I think it was Nick that said, oh, even. Matt considered retiring during this time. So it sounded like they were out injured also. Yeah. But all the women were sitting around talking about how bad their backs were and how Thunder Rosa is actually injured and she can't come. She can go fly everywhere else hurt, but she can't like defend the title. Yeah. We just saw a prime example of why you shouldn't talk trash about people you work with at that last pay-per-view basically or two pay-per-views ago. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the John Moxley interview this week on the sessions that got no some heat. with double or nothing though, or not, not double or nothing brawl out. Okay. And then they go ahead and air something like this. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Like why, why talk trash about somebody behind their back like that? I don't, Even if it's a scripted reality t- TV show or something, you just had something real life happen. Yeah. So it's like, goofy in the sense of that but well you know what everybody talks trash about everybody i talk trash about you all the time i sure <laughs> <you> do <laughs> but i i love you uh anyway uh super card of honor is to, if you're listening to this when brandon drops the episode at like 10 30 ish it's on now if you're listening to this saturday it happened last night it was probably awesome uh we'll just kind of run down the card they just announced this one tanahashi will be facing off against daniel garcia you know, I said it literally five minutes ago. He's one of the hotter mid-card acts, and this is a huge, uh, huge uh, you, match for Do you him. watch Ring of Honor TV or no? I don't have Honor Club. So, I, I like, I would like to know how much of this card was, like, set up on Ring of Honor TV. Because, like, Tanahashi versus Garcia, to no, me, doesn't just, make any sense. Because well, that was, I think that was just added in there today. Yeah, well, I think it was yesterday, but whatever. It doesn't make sense. The dude just lost. Why is he gifted a match against Tanahashi? I don't know. Um, I know the pure championship match, Real Yuta against Kachitori Shibata, was ma- was actually made on Ring of Honor programming, uh, as well as Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki. That I uh, think was made on uh, AEW Dark. Oh, really? I think so. I, you know, I'm not supposed to watch Dark. 
Um, Samoa Joe is going to be defending his World Television Championship against Mark Briscoe. You have the Embassy uh, defending their World Six-Man Tag Team Championships against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metallic. Uh, There's a lot of rumor and speculation going on about Brian Cage, and apparently he's going to be done with Ring of Honor this weekend and and AEW. Uh, There's also talks about him going right to WWE, so we don't know. It's WrestleMania weekend. Here's hoping he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, we're going to give you a Scott Steiner Steiner gimmick, pal. Um, but Kingo is going to be defending the AAA Mega Championship against Commander. We spoke about that match last week. That's going to slap. And then um, Commander goes to WWE. Yeah. Um, well, they apparently WWE wants both of them. Or was it him? I would. I would well, they just got Dragon WWE, Lee. I'd want both of them also. They got just got Dragon Lee. Um, the Reach for the Sky ladder match is going to be the Lucha Bros versus Top Flight versus the Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus La Faction in Gobernables. Um, and then your main event is going to be Claudio Castagnoli defending his Ring of Honor championship against Eddie Kingston. Um, they're retiring the old Ring of Honor tag team championships and uh, introducing new titles. Who of this match do you think will be champions? Kingdom. And do you think that'll close the show? Um, I think maybe... I don't know. I feel like, you know, they, they, they hyped up, uh, you know, Claudio versus Eddie Kingston 16 years in the making, you know, because I feel like they've had heat, quote unquote, heat forever um, since their days in Chikara. So I don't know. I feel like the only team that would make sense is the kingdom. Yeah. Even does. though they're booked like trash on TV, well, but. Well, now they'll be now they'll be booked well on uh, Ring of Honor programming. So hooray for them. So as much as I'd like to see LFI, but. Yeah. I don't know where Andrade's at with his injury and whatnot. Yeah. Backstage. Oh, excuse me. Yawn. Crack. Crack. I said crack. Not the other word that Brandon will have to edit out. So, all right. Well, uh, WrestleMania, it's WrestleMania weekend, guys. It's the best, best wrestling weekend of the year. If you're there in L.A., enjoy it. If you're home watching on TV, enjoy it. You know? And then you can tweet your discomfort, uh, dismays on Twitter. I don't have the match of the week this week, unfortunately. As I, I said, it's been a very busy week, and I've c- catched very little. So, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, you guys. I'm listening to Brandon's shout-outs. Oh, well, gee, Eric, I don't think that's a great thing to do. Hey, respect my authority. Daisy Jones and the Six gets the first shout-out. It's a show on Amazon Prime based off of a book series that I had no clue existed. But it follows a band from the 70s and their rise to fame. You ever hear of it or no? Uh, no. It stars Riley Keough and Sam Claflin. And I think I like stuff like this. It reminds me of Almost Famous. Which is okay. one of my favorite movies, and it reminds me like it has really? like, a Fleetwood Mac vibe to it. Yeah, I, I'm a big why? fan of that movie. What do you mean, why? No, I mean I don't mean like why, <laughs> like ew. No, why is no, that no, your no. But, like, what I mean, do like mean, why? why? It's just I like <laughs> movies like that. It's like one of I would my never favorites. put. I don't know. I would never put that. Uh, like because you are a movie like connoisseur. I wouldn't put almost famous as your favorite movie. Well, I didn't say it was my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Man on the Moon. I've actually never seen all of it. I said one of my favorites, but... No, I've I, I actually like never seen all of Man on the Moon. I think you should watch Man on the Moon, then. I guess there's no better weekend than <laughs> this weekend, right? Yeah. 
But uh, the the main star is Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Huh. And I think in interviews she said she never sang before this or something, and it's, like, ridiculous because she's got a great voice. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's on Amazon Prime. The whole season's out. Check it out. The next shout-out goes to WWE 24 WrestleMania 38. It's an absolute shame that the last one that came out was for the Royal Rumble last year around WrestleMania time. And prior to that, it was WrestleMania 7 during the SummerSlam weekend. Like, we used to get these quite often, and then they just stopped once Peacock switched. So that sucks. But like the other ones, I thought this one was so good, and it followed Rick Boogs, who was unfortunately injured at WrestleMania last year. It follows Becky. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it follows Becky Lynch, uh, Pat McAfee, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn are in there as well. And uh, again, I'm just really surprised that Pat McAfee was taken out of WW2K23. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Johnny Knoxville didn't make it in. No, that's true, too. That would have been cool. But I would say check out WW24. They always knock him out of the park with them. And they're just fun to watch. The last mm. shout-out goes to Alexa Bliss. She posted a clip of her and Ryan Cabrera, her husband, playing Girl Crush from Little Big Town. And I've been saying literally for years that she needs to release a country album ever since I heard her singing Redneck Woman, a little snippet. And I spoke about this literally last week when she was on The Masked Singer. It's absolutely, truly, truly insane that she doesn't have an album. I've heard him say this. She has just, she has such a good voice. It's like, it makes no sense. And all she does is revert to Eminem. When she does like karaoke or she shows up at one of Ryan's gigs, yeah. Yeah. I think she's incredible. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... That is right, our mark out moment of the week. At the beginning of the show, I spoke about watching the Eras tour. So I did definitely mark out at Taylor Swift playing our song and White Horse at mm-hmm. the, the Vegas shows. And it no, sucks. I'm glad that me and you have a song together. Yeah. I know. It's really nice. Do we, though? Well, you just said it. Uh, also, I marked out. Uh, on WW2K23, what's the status is the guy I've mentioned so many times on this show. Him and a few other creators found out ways to get arenas that aren't playable in WW2K23 and then make them playable. Like the moveset arena. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool because you could have like an empty arena match. And then they also figured out how to make like backstage areas that were... In, I saw that. In my rise playable with like, yeah. And then even the, the actual backstage place that we could use is only playable for one-on-one, but here they figured out to make it anybody. So it's like, here comes the pain vibes. Mm-hmm. Ah, so I, I, I saw some of that. It looked really cool. Yeah. Um, something that I marked out for was on the TV they had for the TMZ game show uh who the bleep is that they had uh for five thousand dollars 
the person, the contestant had to name within, I think it was like 30 seconds, they had to name yes or no whether or not this celebrity was in the WWE Hall of Fame. And they had to get 10 people correct. Um, I, of course, competed with them. And I uh, made it. But they were tossing out names like Snoop Dogg, Cindy Lauper. She should 100% be in the Hall of Fame. I said, I, yeah, 100%. I told the patient that. <laughs> um, who else was there? Ozzy Osbourne. Um, they had so many different names that were that were up there. Alice Cooper. I think well, he I could think... potentially be a Hall of Famer, too, for WWE. Yeah, they, they actually had tough options up there because, like, Alice Cooper, I was, like, battling myself. I was, like, was he ever inducted, like, back in, like, at some point because of his involvement with Jake the Snake and everything? And I'm, like, there were moments where I was, like, really questioning the option, but I did mark out for... Uh, for that. Also on the topic of the Hall of Fame, they announced the other the, the final members of the class, one being Stacy Keebler. And yeah. they, they used legs, by the way, to speak about her on Monday Night Raw, which I wish was in 2K23. <laughs> but the Warrior Award recipient this year is Tim White. Amazing, amazing person for this. And I just wish he was here to like accept it and, and talk about it. So Yeah. I mean I feel like Tim White is one of those people that you can listen on an interview on repeat over and over again because the amount of stories that he has because he's carried over throughout different decades in the WWF. I WWE mean, WWE also. WWE, WWF. I mean, he was Andre the Giant's keeper. You know? And it just... I feel like he, he always has some of the most just fascinating interviews where you hear it and you're like, Holy crap! That's in, that's incredible. That's in, that's insane. Yeah, you know. But yeah, very very happy about Tim White because me and you were trying to predict that it was either Tim White or Earl Hebner, and both options would be phenomenal. But Tim White, well well deserved to be in that Hall of Fame. Uh, something else that I marked out over was the announcement of the Mattel Creations Ultimate Nitro stage, which I think is really cool. But for $400, I don't think it's, like, that cool. And if it hits yeah, it all does... its goals, if you pre-order it, you get a Hulk Hogan from WCW. But Yeah, his debut. But if it uh, his debut. Yeah, it says WCW debut Hulk Hogan. It's from his debut on uh, Nitro. You also have uh, Rey Mysterio. If, if it hits each goal, you get... Yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you get Ray, Warrior. DDP, Scotty Steiner, and, and Ultimate Warrior, which oh, yeah, it's Steiner. like the most simplest Ultimate Warrior figure, but for some reason it's one of the most sought-after attires from figure collectors. Why Was that a figure in the past? Uh, I don't think so. It's just the straight-up denim jeans, I think maybe cowboy boots, and that the duster is going to be coming with it, so... Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's, also, yeah. it sucks that it's four hundred bucks and the the nitro logo's wrong. Yeah, but these sets are incredible. I mean, Chris has that WWF set. Yeah, which and... I, I thought maybe this one should have come with a ring, also. But yeah, it's it's incredible. Also, I, mean, I think the... even cooler than the WCW set, they showed off an Amazon exclusive two pack of the Undertaker from Survivor Series nineteen ninety. 
and gobbledygooker. <laughs> yes. Which comes with a 2020 uh, head. So it's uh, basically Hector Guerrero and Drew Gulak two-in-one figure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it comes with a giant egg that cracks open. I think that's a, a fantastic thing. That's a, a figure that fans have been wanting for years at this point. The price yeah. tag on yeah. that also I think is pretty heavy. I think it's like 80 bucks at, at, for the two of them. But worth it. I mean, something that – so another markout moment was – we got me, Chris, Sal, and Brad got the chance to go to NYWC at the NYWC Sportatorium on Long Island. And the main event of the evening was the Big O defending his NYWC championship against Matt Cardona, the Death Match King. Uh, it was an amazing event, really a ton of fun. Always great to go to NYWC. Big O picking up the victory over Matt Cardona in an awesome storytelling match. Um, and just going to NYWC is always a lot of fun. Getting to uh, see Matt and Ad, uh, Adam and even like uh, getting the chance to see other people. Just uh, like JT Kaysen, Bam Sullivan, uh, Alvin Alvarez, and so many other people compete. And then... It's just awesome there. You know, it's it's totally awesome. So check out NYWCWrestling.com. Go check them out at the uh, the next event, you know. It's definitely awesome. I think it's Masters but, of the Mat. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, Masters of the Mat is upcoming where they have uh, Tracy Williams coming in for that. One more thing that I marked out for. Mm-hmm. Chris Van Vliet interviewed Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. For their upcoming movie, which I'm sure I'll probably speak about next week. But he brought up Adam Sandler being shown on the screen during Hulk Hogan's entrance at WrestleMania 21. And Adam Sandler brought up how he used to watch it with his father. And Jennifer Aniston was like, what's your problem? Which was a bit rude, if I may say. She does not get it. Not at all, but Sandler's like, oh, come on, I used to watch it with my dad. And uh, he goes on to say that one time his father got uh, him and his brother's tickets to go see WWE. I think it was up in New Hampshire. And he got to see Andre the Giant wrestle when he was a kid, and I think that's just super cool. I wish I got to see Andre the Giant. Yeah, I think that would have been awesome. But it's just yeah. the interviews that Chris Chris Van Vliet does, it's, it's so cool because we – Predominantly, we would know him from all his interviews with wrestlers, but for years before even, he would interview. That's like his main job was interviewing all these celebrities for their upcoming movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's cool when we get to get like wrestling involvement in those interviews. Yeah, so for sure. For sure. Definitely check out his interview with Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and... I wish, you know what? That would have been hilarious. I'm thinking about that now. They, there were rumors in the tabloids that Jennifer Aniston used to date Rey Mysterio. I think that would have been hilarious to bring that up. She doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, she so, doesn't get it. But that's the mark out moments of the week. And Take that's episode 634. Hope you enjoyed it. It's our WrestleMania episode as we've been discussing. 
Uh, check us out on Twitter at Markin' Out, at BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram, Chris Sweendog on Twitter, David PTDPT on both, CM Sweeney85 on Instagram, Markin' Out11 on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook.com slash Markin' Out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markin' Out, at Markin' Out on TikTok. Check us out on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com, and we wish you the, the best, best of luck, luck in your future ever. ever.